0: Hey community, and welcome to the Providence Podcast. I'm Sister Leslie, and I'm so glad you're here. At God's Face, we have many ways for you to stay connected. Small groups, prayer services, book discussions, all kinds of things. So, I hope you check it out at our website, godsfacecommunity.com. And now, as we do, We'll get started with our reflection, with a scripture reading, and then we'll go from there.
1: A reading from 1 Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts but the same Spirit. There are different forms of service, but the same Lord. There are different workings, but the same God, who produces all of them in everyone. To each individual, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for some benefit. To one is given through the Spirit, the expression of wisdom. To another, the expression of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, mighty deeds. To another, prophecy. To another, discernment of spirits. To another, varieties of tongues. To another, interpretation of tongues but one and the same spirit produces all of these, distributing them individually to each person as he wishes.
0: I've read this reading many times, and maybe you have too. We tend to use it for prayer services about community and unity and diversity, because it affirms the variety of gifts God has given us. When we think about real life in communities and families, though, how does the diversity of spiritual gifts manifest? Do we really affirm the gifts in each person? Do we appreciate our own gifts? There have been times when I've taken the gist of this reading and been pretty intentional about trying to apply it. When I was a campus minister, one of the biggest and most favorite parts of my job was planning student retreats. I would gather a planning team of students with a variety of gifts so we'd have a good balance. I'm pretty self-aware, so... I know that I tend to have a vision of things and forget about small details. Luckily, our campus ministry program was full of engineering students and having a few of them on the team would make sure that our schedule made sense and that we wouldn't forget to bring food for breakfast. Besides creating a balanced team, What I was trying to do was give students an opportunity to recognize and use their gifts for our community. When I was a student, my ministers did that for me, and it's an essential part of ministering with students. They're still growing into themselves, and they're still learning what their gifts are. Retreat planning was a wonderful way to nurture those gifts. Sometimes students were eager to try new things. Sometimes they were reluctant, afraid of failure. But if things didn't go perfectly, and they never did, it was still okay. Everything was the work of the Spirit, and we trusted that. God always filled in the gaps of what we lacked And every year as we recognized our gifts and limitations, we witnessed the presence of God and our retreatants did too. Retreat planning gave us a chance to build each other up and the process really bonded us together. Some of the friendships that began on those teams continue today. Some of those students are married to each other and they have little teams of their own now. I loved this time with students, but I recognize that I'm seeing it with the pretty view of hindsight. And at the time, if I really remember, it could get stressful and difficult. There were some students who didn't use their gifts or do much of anything, we didn't always agree, and there could be tension. A diversity of gifts sounds so nice, but it can be messy, and I think this is true of all kinds of communities and families. What happens when someone is so different than me that I don't see their gift as gift And it seems like more of a quirky, annoying quality. (laughs) Or what happens when someone has a gift that I wish I had. It's easy for us to look past our own giftedness and wish we had the gifts of someone else. That can play out in a big way in communities and families. Sometimes it comes from something within us that whispers, that we're not good enough. Or sometimes it's fostered in environments where some people's gifts are affirmed and other gifts are not. Either way, if people feel they're not good enough, they may disengage. Or they may become envious or resentful. I've been reading Brene Brown's new book Atlas of the Heart in preparation for our upcoming young adult book group. And I've learned that envy is the emotion that makes us want something that someone else has. Resentment is part of the same family of emotions. Brene Brown says, resentment is the feeling of frustration, judgment, anger, better than, and or hidden envy, related to perceived unfairness or injustice. Wow, I've been there and I've watched other people express those feelings too. What do we do with that? How can we affirm the gifts of each person so that no one feels slighted or overlooked, envious or resentful? I'm not sure. But what I do know is that this problem has existed really since the dawn of the first Christian communities. In fact, maybe that's why this passage from 1 Corinthians was written in the first place. Also, we see plenty of evidence in the Gospels of the disciples bickering with each other. Who's the greatest? Who's right? Who's the disciple that Jesus loves the most? I wonder if Jesus rolled his eyes a lot during the time he was on earth, or if he was able to accept it all with patience. To say that Jesus had an abundance of spiritual gifts is an understatement, of course. But I think even he had to grow into his gifts— When we look at this Sunday's gospel, the story of the wedding at Cana, we can see that he has to be prompted by his mother to step up and use his gifts. Turning water into wine is not one of the spiritual gifts listed in 1 Corinthians, but Jesus uses it as such. Not only does he save the party, But what happens becomes a spiritual experience for those who witness it, and for us who read about it, right? In the story, no one seems envious or resentful. Mostly, they're just happy to have more wine. Maybe the solution to resentment is to give people wine, but more than likely, It's to trust the goodness of each person and ourselves and to create communal spaces that affirm the gifts of each person too. I know that when I'm grounded in the reality that we all have gifts and when I'm genuinely grateful for what I have, both my personal strengths and all the good things happening in my life, I'm not likely to be resentful of someone else. When I have what I need, I don't wish for what someone else has. That's what Brene Brown says, too, in Atlas of the Heart. When I have what I need, I don't feel entitled to everything either. Last week, when I was reflecting on belovedness, it occurred to me that when people feel entitled it's not really because they think they're better than anyone else. It's because they feel like they don't have enough of what they need or deserve. If people could get enough of what they need, and if we could recognize the good things we have already, I think we'd stop reaching for more and just become content. Also, we are followers of Christ, and any gifts we have are not about us or for us. This reading from 1 Corinthians tells us that to each individual, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for some benefit. Our spiritual gifts are not our own, our gifts are for service. Our gifts come from God for the benefit of others. We're just the vessels for the goodness of God. And the more accepting we are, the more open we are to the good that God wants to do through us. And now we'll spend some time Reflecting a little more deeply on all of this. Have you ever struggled to recognize your own gifts? You ever resented someone else for the gifts they have? What effect does that have on you? Does resentment or envy move you toward or away from God? What helps you to be grateful for your strengths? What helps you to feel free to use your gifts to try new things to grow? Let's take a moment, just a moment of silence, to see what God has to say to us about our gifts. Thanks for listening to the Providence Podcast. I hope you continue to connect with God's space and, of course, the Sisters of Divine Providence of Kentucky as well. As you enter this week, may you notice all the ways that God cares for you. And may we all take good care of each other. Peace.